Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Well, good morning, church. It's a full house. This feels good, right? And it's the first day of spring? Feels like spring, right? Yeah? How are you guys doing this morning? You good? Yeah? Thumbs up if you're good? All right. I see a lot of thumbs. That's good. Wow. Well, it it feels like spring in more ways than one, right? And it's just an awesome time. I hope you're enjoying the weather. I hope you're enjoying your coffee as well. The cafe is partially open for the first time in a long time. I hope you all got your, your go juice um, this morning. Yeah, but, but seriously, we, we have a lot to be thankful for, right? And uh, I, I just want to start with just opening in prayer and thanking God for just his amazing faithfulness, right? Let's, let's do that. Let's bow together. God, we are so grateful. We're so grateful for who you are and how you, you, you provide, <laughs> You're so faithful, and God, we love you, and we just want to glorify and honor you this morning. So we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and just reveal yourself through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Well, Pastor Claude wrapped up our series on faith last week. Was that a good series or what? That was good, right? I was so blessed and challenged by that. And so he, he wrapped it up last week. So I get to do a standalone message. I get to share um, about pursuing purpose. Pursuing purpose. Tell someone next to you, pursuing purpose. Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. Guess what? Your life has an amazing purpose. You are alive because God wanted to create you. And he has an amazing purpose for your life. And many of you are thinking, yes, I've heard that many times. And and growing up in the church, we we hear this a lot probably, right? Um, Is that we, our life has an amazing purpose. But what we might not talk about as much or hear as much is what exactly is that purpose? What is it that I was created for? Why do I exist, right? And and I think we're all on a journey of, of discovering this. And, and so we want to go on a journey this morning um, of just kind of re, like going through some of the basics, the foundational reasons we exist. I, I think you could all relate. We've probably all been, you know, puzzled or even challenged in this journey, in this pursuit of our purpose, right? It can be challenging as, as, we, as we try to navigate what God's purpose for our life is. And I, I think the reason why that it's often even challenging for us is because we, we get the starting place wrong. We, we, we start pursuing our purpose in the wrong place and we start with self-centered questions like, what do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? What are my goals, my dreams, my ambitions for my future? That's often where we kind of start this pursuit of purpose, and I want to just point out this, this obvious fact that, that, that that's not the, the correct starting place in pursuing our purpose. We didn't create ourselves, right? And, and, and so we can't be the ones to tell ourselves what we were created for. 
Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do all the good things he planned for us long ago. Notice how it doesn't say we are our own masterpiece, right? So that we can do the good things that we planned for ourselves long ago. But, but we sometimes, we get into this, we, we, we kind of slip into this mentality of um, making our own plans and making our own purpose, and I just want to remind us, just start it by reminding us this morning that we were made by God and for God. It, simple, right? And, and the creator gets to determine the purpose. And until we understand that, and until we surrender to that, I think life isn't going to make sense, right? And, and we're going to probably find ourselves kind of wandering without a deep sense of meaning in life. This, this perspective is so important. We know, right, that, that perspective will influence or shape our life. How, the, 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 the lens that we see life through is going to impact the way that we act and thereby impact the way that our life ends up, right? Our perspective, it influences the way we invest our time, the way that we spend our money, the way that we use our gifts, the way that we value relationships, our perspective impacts all of those things, right? And so it's an important question to ask ourselves, how do I see life? How do I see life? So often, like I said, we, we slip into this way of thinking where we're living from a perspective of our own purpose, right? And, and I think we, we live sometimes in a way and in, in through a lens where it's, it's what we want, right? And, and we live like we created ourselves. And, we, and like we get to choose our purpose. We're called to live life from a perspective of God's purpose. Colossians 1 verse 16, it says, For in him, talking about Jesus, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, Listen, all things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things and in him all things hold together. So it's very clear again, right? That we are created by God and for God along with everything else. That includes us, right? And so it, it only makes sense that we would make it our mission in life to live with a perspective of God's purpose. And let that be the lens that we see life through. Tell someone next to you, I need the perspective of God's purpose. I need the perspective of God's purpose. Yeah. So let, let's spend some time just talking about what God's purpose for our life really is. And, and let's, let's go back to some of the basics of why we exist as, as human beings. And I think this is just going to help us better understand what it is that I'm talking about when I say pursuing God's purpose. Um, and, and it's going to help us see how it should shape our life. So I, I believe God's purpose for us, the reason we exist, is based around these four things. Th these are at the core of why we exist. So it's relationship, character, service, and multiplication. And so what I want to do is unpack these four things with you. Starting with relationship. So relationship, talking about God created us to be his kids, 
He created us to be his kids. All of, of all the descriptions in the Bible of God, Jesus, the, the one that he uses most is Father. The one that he uses most is Father. There, there's many titles and descriptions of God, right? God is our creator, our Lord, our king, our rock, and it goes on and on and on. He has so many names and so many descriptions, and it's beautiful, and they're all meaningful, and they're all um, his name, but I think there's significance in the fact that Jesus describes him most often as Father. Most often, we see him say things like, I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Right? In John 14, 31. And in Matthew 6, 9, where he, where he tells us how to pray, he teaches us how to pray, and he says, when you pray, say, Our Father. And, and over and over, in, in Jesus' words, we see him reference and describe God as our Father. And so because of this, because we see him do this over and over, I think we can, we can take from that that Father is the most accurate description of who God is. But how can a father be a father if he doesn't have any kids, right? How can a father be a father if he doesn't have any kids? And so I, I think what motivated God to create us was because he wanted a family of kids to relate to. Now, not, not because he needed us, right? God was already in perfect relationship just even in his trinity, which is pretty cool. So it's not like he, he needed that, but he, but he wanted that. Out of his father heart, he was motivated to create a family of kids because of his father heart. Look at Ephesians 1, verse 4 and 5. It says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Just take a moment and, and look at those words one more time. Let those words sink in. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. This speaks to his father heart, amen? This speaks to how it wasn't out of obligation. It wasn't because he had to. It was because he wanted to. Last week, Pastor Claude, he talked about um, just this, this idea of God having a storyline and, and we have a storyline and how God in, invites us into his storyline, right? And, and he, he, he wants to redeem us to himself, where sin has kind of broken our relationship, God wants to redeem us to himself, right? And, and it's beautiful because even in our mess, even in our mess, God wants to redeem us to himself. Even in our sin, God wants to redeem us to himself because he has this perfect father heart who loves his kids perfectly. It's amazing. It's hard to understand. It's hard to fully understand this. And of course, we can't fully understand his love, but it's hard to wrap our heads around this and actually live from this place of God's love as his kids. Look at Ephesians 3, 16 to 19. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you 
with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Then look at verse 18. It says, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you have the power to understand. And then in verse 19, may you experience, not only may you have the power to understand, but may you then also experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully. And then it says, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Guys, God wants us to understand and experience his life. So that his, his love, I mean, so that we can be made complete in the fullness of his life and his power. That is our purpose. That's what happens when we live from this place of God's love is we are made complete. We are made full of God's life and power. Who doesn't want more of God's life and power, right? I, I want that. I want that. And, and I think it, it comes from this place of living in relationship with God, the number one reason we exist. And, and guess what? You don't have to wait for anything to happen in your life before you can fulfill the number one reason you were created. You don't have to wait for anything. You can do that right, you can talk to God right now. You can build into your relationship with him right now. Read his word, hear his voice. You can do all these things right now. You don't have to wait till all of your God-given gifts are developed fully or you know, God puts you in the, the job that he's gonna call you to or, or whatever it is. You don't have to wait for that in order to fulfill the number one purpose that you were created for. There's something freeing in that, right? I, I find that so freeing. We can do it. We, we can fulfill it just by living in relationship with him. So God is our father and we were made with this purpose, being his sons and daughters. Secondly, we were made with the purpose of character to look like our father. So not only did God want a family of kids to relate to, he, he wanted a family of kids that looked like himself. <laughs> Have you ever played that game where, where you, there's like a new baby and, and you just, you're, you're trying, to, trying to figure out who this new baby looks like more, mom or dad? <laughs> like my, my, uh, our, our youngest son, William, he's almost six months old and I always find it amusing when people try to pinpoint like who he looks like more. Does he look more like you know, Brad, or does he look more like my wife, you know, and it's just, I, I find it amusing. Um, oh, you know, like, he's got his dad's nose, and his mom's eyes, and his dad's big head, right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I've always been really bad at that game, actually. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I have to like go back to my photo album, like my baby photo album and take the picture out and like hold it right beside my son's head basically to actually have any clue if he looks anything like me. Um, but I will say though that it does feel pretty great when you have the most beautiful, gorgeous kids in the world, no bias here. Um, it feels pretty great when you have the most beautiful kids in the world and then somebody says they look like me. And it's just like... <laughs> 
Yeah, like, oh, he's so cute. He looks just like you. It's like, you just call me cute. I'll take it. I mean, that's a compliment. I'll, whatever, right? It's weird, but it's cool. <laughs> just like our kids look like ourselves, right? God created us to look like himself. And we see it in Genesis 1, verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image, in his own image, right? In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And so we know that we're created in the image of God. But what I want to point out this morning is that it's not just a physical or external thing to be created in the image of God. I, I think being created in his image is very much an internal thing as well. Very much an internal thing. God created us in his image to look like him on the inside. Like, it, it would mean so much more for me if somebody would say, you know, Brad, like, I see godly character in your kids just like I see it in you. Like, that would mean so much to me if somebody would say, like, I, I just see your kids, you know, full of love and, and kindness just like I see that in their daddy, you know? Like, that would mean so much more to me than if somebody says, wow, he's got your nose or your big head, right? Like, it, it would mean so much, if they look like me on the inside. And I think in the same way, God wants us to look like him on the inside. It's about how he created our souls to look. He created us to reflect his moral nature and character. Reflecting that to the world. He wants us to look like himself because he wants us to reflect that out. And the word that Ephesians 1 Ephesians 5 verse 1 and 2 uses is the word imitate. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. So it's saying do what he does because you're his kids, right? Then he goes on to tell us one of the most important things about God's character that we're called to then imitate and reflect to the world. He says in verse 2, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Beautiful, right? Imitate God's self-sacrificial love. Reflect that love to everyone around you. Reflect his character. Colossians 3, 7 and 10, it, it talks about this as well. It says, you used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now... You must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off, you've taken off your old self with its practices and you've put on the new self. Now listen, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of its creator. We have a new self. It's saying, rid yourself of these old practices and make it your mission to be renewed in the image of your creator. God cares deeply about our character. He cares deeply about our character. So much so, in fact, I think Holy Spirit allows and sometimes even orchestrates whole sets of circumstances in our life to reveal part of our character that needs to grow or change. For example, ha have you ever had someone in your life who was kind of hard to love sometimes? <laughs> Nobody wants to admit it. I mean, we, we all love everyone perfectly all the time, right? I mean, 
that's <laughs> probably not totally true. But, but like, have you ever had someone in your life that like just really gets your goat? <laughs> it's not a thing people say anymore. I know that, but I, 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 it, it gets the point across. Somebody that really like pushes your buttons, you know? Is it possible that God is using that person to reveal the fact that you have a goat? Like, like Brad, you're not a farmer. Like, you shouldn't have goats in your life. And I'm kind of making a, I'm kind of making a joke about it. But you get what I'm saying, right? What are, what are the chances that someone's getting your goat because God wants to reveal the fact that there's a goat in your life? Right? And I think that that's, uh, God has allowed, I, I can speak personally from experience in this, God has allowed and even placed people in, in my life, I think, that have offended me. To reveal the fact that, Brad, you're too easily offended. And Brad, you need to learn how to love and be patient and kind even when people offend you. Right? I've seen it in my life. And I think this same principle is also why God allows us to go through storms in life. To build our character, right? And if you're in a storm right now, I just encourage you See it as an opportunity to grow your character. See it as an opportunity to fulfill this purpose that God has for you. That's what it is. Holy Spirit is, is always at work giving us opportunity, <laughs> opportunities to grow in our character. We will have opportunities to do this, right? So we want to be God's kids and we want to look like him. Those are our first two Purposes, and the third one is service. To be an instrument in God's hand. Not only does God want a family of kids who know him and look like him, he wants kids that are going to get involved in the family business. Right? God and kids company. And, and his business is, is building his kingdom and, and growing his family. And so God wants us to, he invites us to, Come and participate in this. Now again, we know God in all of his power, he wouldn't need us to help build his kingdom, right? In all of his majesty, he could build his own kingdom. But there's something so significant about realizing that God invites us to come and build his family with him. The greatest cause that we could ever live for the greatest cause we could ever live for is this. We were put on earth to make a contribution, not, not just eat and consume resources, not just breathe and take up space, you know. God designed us to make a difference. That's what I'm trying to say. He, he designed us for ministry. He designed us for service, to be an instrument in God's hand to be a willing instrument in God's hand. Like, if, if God is the artist, then we are the guitar. If God is the surgeon, then we are the scalpel, right? If God is the builder, then we are the hammer. We are the instrument in his hand. Tell someone next to you, I'm a hammer. Yeah, in a good way, right? We are instruments in God's hand. Our purpose is to be willing vessels that are ready 
to be used by God to make his will come to pass. So we want to be kids who are eager to do this, right? We want to be kids who are eager to receive a personal assignment from Father God. We count it a privilege to be used by him. And we want to be kids who are just developing our, our spiritual gifts so that we can build God's church and build his kingdom. Like it says in 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Did you catch it? Each of you. Each of you. And then it says, use them well to serve one another. Use them well. I, I think, I, I, I hope some of you can relate, probably you can, um, to just the last couple of years being challenging in a lot of ways, right? And, and COVID has made things interesting in a lot of ways. But one of the things that I've really found is that uh, for myself, and maybe you can relate, that through this last season, it's been really easy to slip into a mindset of being inward focused. Being inward focused where it's, it's about me and, and, and essentially serving myself. And that's something that I've had to make sure I don't fall into deeply, right? And, and I think probably we can all relate to, to going through a season where that was something that was maybe starting to happen, Right? And I just feel so strongly as I was preparing this message that, that God in this season is calling us back to this foundational purpose of serving others. Serving others, having an outward focus. We want to be that as a church, a church with an outward focus where we just allow God to pick us up and use us however he wants to, whenever he wants to. And when we have this, again, this lens that we see life through, it's, it's going to make us realize that it's not enough. We, we want to do more than just learn and learn and learn about God and his kingdom and just sit in a pew week after week. We, we want to get involved. We want to act on what we know. We want to practice what we believe, right? We were created for this. Tell someone, I was created to serve. I was created to serve. So we were created for relationship with God, to know him, to become like him, to be an instrument in his hand, and fourthly, multiplication, to pass his life on to others. Life was not meant to stop at us. Life was not meant to stop at us. And, and I'm not just talking about natural multiplication of making human babies. I, I'm talking about a spiritual multiplication and making spiritual babies, making spiritual disciples is what the Bible says, right? Jesus said, freely you've received, freely you should give. We're, we're meant to be like this conduit of God's grace and love and life, and blessing, and, and we just, we're just this conduit that just, it just continues to flow right through us. It changes us, and then it just continues right through, and we see it in the Great Commission, right? Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then in verse 20, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. It's saying, pass it on. Pass it on. Don't let it stop at you. And be sure of this, I'm, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Beautiful ending to the Great Commission. I love it. But the Great Commission is don't let it stop at you. Don't let it stop at us, right? The gospel was not meant to stop at us. And the life Jesus gives was not meant to stop at us. And so we want to be a church, like the church in Acts chapter 6, where, where God's message just continued to spread, right? It says, The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. There was this multiplication, and, and, and the number of believers was increasing because it was God flowing through one member of the body to another. God is still building his family like that. And, and I, I want us, I want to call us this morning to feel a, a sense of urgency. I, I pray that a sense of urgency would arise in us to, to, to have this multiplication be part of something that we focus on. Our mission as a church, and, and we see it up in the foyer on the wall, to come alive to God and his kingdom to be life-giving. To be life-giving. That's what we want to be. May we be a church. May we be a people that are focused on passing spiritual life on to others. And this doesn't have to be complicated. This can be simple things like sharing a bit of what God's done in our life with others. This could be serving others in some small way, blessing them. This could be just walking with someone, doing life with someone like Jesus did with his disciples. That's powerful stuff, right? Just doing life with someone. May we be a church who are, are passing on life to others. And, and th this is why we also have courses like Set Free, Hearing God, Empower, because we want to be discipled. And we want to be equipped to then go and make disciples as well. And just keep this multiplication process going. Amen? So, so these are the four things at the core of our purpose. And, and God, he, he created us because he wanted a family. He, he wanted his family to look like himself. He wants his kids to share in the family business, right? And he wants us to pass his life on to others. You see how these are connected and they make this beautiful thing called our purpose, right? And there's something so powerful that happens when we live from this perspective. Something really powerful happens when we anchor everything that we do in life to these four things. It's so powerful, right? Because we're going to live out of an overflow of relationship with God. We're going to strive to become like him. We're going to serve him with an outward focus. And we're going to passionately make disciples. It's powerful, right? When we live through 
this lens of God's purpose. I want to just close by pointing out two more things that happen when we live like this. Understanding our purpose, it drives us. <laughs> it drives us. We're all driven by something. We're all directed or fueled by something in life. And, and maybe, maybe for some of us, it's, it's fear that fuels us, that drives us. Maybe it's um, just needing like, like approval from others that drives us. Maybe it's materialism that drives us. I think understanding God's purpose, it, it's like this, this driving force that comes in our life and it pushes out all those other drivers and it takes the wheel of our life. It energizes us. It motivates us. Gets us out of bed in the morning. It gives us a passion for the things that God is passionate about. Secondly, understanding our purpose, it, it gives us the focus we need in life. We want to be driven and we want to be focused. See, our purpose, it concentrates our effort and energy on what's important. Like we know where we're heading. We know our mission, you know, because without this, without a clear purpose, we're just going to keep changing direction. We're just going to keep changing jobs and relationships and churches and other external things to try and settle this confusion, this lack of focus that we feel. But purpose is, is like, it's like a magnifying glass to our life. Like, like purpose, to, it, it has the effect to our life that a magnifying glass does to light, right? By focusing light through a magnifying glass, you concentrate its energy and it becomes powerful and impactful, right? You can light things on fire, <laughs> as we've probably all done, right? And in the same way, God's purpose brings focus to our time, our energy, our direction. And as a result, it, it makes us powerful and it makes our lives impactful. And that's what we want, right? We, we want to live impactful lives. I want to make a difference in the world. And in order to do this, I've got to see life through God's purpose let it magnify the things that really matter. There's, there's nothing quite as impactful as a focused life where we live on purpose for God's purpose. Amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.